Welcome back to the Who Witch Wear podcast, where I talk to witches about witch stuff, witch life, witch stories, and sometimes a little witchcraft. Today I am talking to Macy of the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, or Wubba if you're in the know. Wubba is actually the first podcast I ever listened to, and is one of only two that I listen to regularly. Together with her cousin Charlie, Macy introduces us to a new crystal, plant, or other witchy subject every week except when they tell listener stories on episodes known by fans as spooky-sodes. In this episode, Macy spins stories about moving from the country to the city and back again, an odiferous run-in with a hyena, and a visit from the Baba Yaga. The interview actually ran a little long because, as I suspected, talking to Macy was very much like listening to the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour for the first time. It's like catching up with an old friend that seems as familiar as family. I had to cut the interview in half, so be sure to come back on the new moon in July on the 9th to hear about her thoughts on the effects of the internet on community, who influences her witchcraft, and to hear one of the funniest and most ridiculous stories to ever be told about a dogfight. Now let's get into some stories. Welcome, Macy. Thank you. I'm very glad to have you here. Super excited to talk to you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I, I've been looking forward to it so much. So, so much now. Over a few weeks. And I'm ready. I'm ready for us to, 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 just, to just chat, man. Me too. And thank you for coming. Of course. So please introduce yourself let the people know who you are, what you do. Hit those socials if you want to. Okay. I am Macy from the 50% of the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. I do that show along with my cousin slash essential sister at this point, Charlie. And uh, we're, we're, a couple, we're a couple of witches. And we just started a podcast about our journey and we bring topics every week, just kind of what we're feeling or what we're looking into. And we talk about them. Uh, and those topics do get discussed in and out of a whole bunch of streams of other bullshit that we cover along the way as we grasp to stay on topic. That's what we're there for. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Thank goodness, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's the the podcast again. It's Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. You can find us over on Instagram at Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. You can just search the title or go to at Witch Amateur Hour. And we have a Slammin' Coven over there, Facebook group. That's a good yes. ass time. It's what actually my favorite thing about Facebook. It, it's mine too. Like I, I don't scroll my timeline. I, I don't like to go there. It's not a good place. Um, so, but I do, I like have it purely for that group. So I'll like open the app and like hit the groups. And it's like, that's my immediate motion. And I go straight to the coven and the Patreon coven. It's just a great time. And you're a mod, which is great. Thank you for that. Thank you for your service. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say your podcast is for? See, that's a tough question because Charlie and me talk about sometimes how we, we don't even under, we don't know that. We don't know why people listen to us, but if I had to guess, I think it's, I would, of course I would hit on the, the beginners aspect just, but, but at the same time, I mean, 
maybe not like total beginners because we've like made several mistakes um, along the way, but just people who are perhaps interested but intimidated, I guess is what I would say. If you're really, really interested in the metaphysical and it is very, very, very overwhelming. And if you're a bit intimidated and perhaps maybe a bit alone feeling uh, and where to start and 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 all of that. Uh, I would say it's it's good for that. It's a really laid back podcast. Uh, the Coven's a very laid back place. We don't think too highly of ourselves, and we just like to talk. It's it's me and my cousin having conversations in small, tiny rooms, and you get what <laughs> you know. You get what you get out of that. But I think it. I, I've heard. That it gives people a sense of community and things yeah, like that's that. That's what I was going to say. If, yeah. if you're a solo, if you're a solitary witch, but you still want community, this is it. This that is where you happy. go. That makes me really, really happy to hear. Uh, and, and we started it out, not like specifically for that reason. Like, you know, we didn't start out at all to be like, we're going to be successful. We didn't think that for two goddamn seconds. But Surprise. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but we did start it just to, just to see who else was out there, you know, like just to kind of speak out into the void and see if there's others out there who were like us and were trying to find their way and things like that. And it's just amazing that that involved to it just being this place that's connected a lot of people. How did you get the money? I've, since I started this like 10 minutes ago, Mm. I know I had a bunch of the stuff already because I do YouTube and other random things, but it didn't seem like you guys did that how did you get funding for this we started as cheap as you physically humanly possibly could like we we are so deadly serious when we we talk about on the podcast every now and again just like describing the setup of our first recording and it is as bare bones almost as you can as you can get like we basically i had a i had a computer at the time, like a MacBook, it's a, it was a 2013 that I had, I got with a scholarship from high school nice. and I still Congratulations. had, oh, thank you. Uh, it served me well. And, uh, we bought a couple of those little, uh, blue snowball mics. They're like 50 bucks each and it could not handle my voice. And I blew it out <laughs> e- immediately. And, but we, we got a couple of those and, that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, we basically, that was like a purchase and, you know, we, we, have, we of course got like, you know, we didn't even have mic arms yet. Like we just literally bought a couple of snowballs and used a free recording software and then just had to pay out a little bit of money for hosting and stuff like that. But I mean, we, we started very, very, very bare bones. So, I mean, it's like, that's one thing I do like to talk about is that it is absolutely possible to be that completely just brand new to it and it's still it's still pan out i will say that having heard other people recently who also start like that you guys did a great job editing (laughs) i'm learning how hard that is it is not like no because with audio editing your mind just wants to fuck off so hard or at least mine does and so it's like, you know, you're trying to listen and you're listening for any, you know, because we like to take out any, even if it's minor things like little sniffs and throat clears, mm-hmm. just because sometimes that can take you out of the lull that a conversation can put you in. And, you know, so it's like, you're trying to listen for those, but then you start like 
I don't know, thinking about literally anything else. And that's where I run into trouble. And so I usually, I'm, I'm pretty good. Like I'll sit down and I'll edit an episode usually in one or two sittings. I, I like to, to like make it, I set the time down, I make some tea and I'm like, all right. But at the same time, it usually takes longer still than it should because half that time I'm having to go back five minutes and be like, what the fuck were we talking about? You know, and have to, because I just, I do, I, I zone out a lot. So I do editing, editing's a, a fun time. You recognize those ums though. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I say it so much. I say it so much that I know what my, the waveform looks like. Yeah. That's what I mean. You yeah. recognize it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I, I just see it. I'm like, mm, and I'll just highlight it and take it out. And it's just like, man, I throw those down. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel you on that, but it's exciting. I'm glad you're doing this. Like it, I, I'm so pro starting a podcast. It's just such a, it's, it's a fun project to do. It seems like I'm, I'm having a good time. It is. And, and this is a fun thing. You just get to talk to people. I, I really, that's, that's cool. You're going to get some cool stories. I hope so. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm here for the stories, man. Here for the stories, man. I get it. Now I Googled you because. Oh my God. I want to be like Sean Evans and ask the deep questions and have oh, them yeah, say, man. oh my God, what a good question. Nobody's, you were, you did your job. Yeah. You I'm still in job. shock that I've, I've been Googled. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I. So I saw what you did in the past. How did you move from marketing to this? A, a solid bit of being completely disenchanted. I went to business school. I have a business degree with an emphasis in marketing. And so naturally that's, you know, what my jam was. It was like, well, I'm going to work in marketing and it's going to be great. And, you know, you're in college and you don't, you're still you know, still very young. I'm still young, but like you're younger then. And, you know, I was just, I grew up in the country and even though I always felt, you know, totally at peace here, I had it in my head, like, but I'm so made for the city. I got to live in the city and I got to like, I got to like get in there. I've just got to get in there, you know? Yes. And shocking. I know. Well, it did not end well. And so, you know, I got a, a job, like kind of big fortune 500 company. It was like, I landed it and I was super excited about it. And it was my first big girl job. And I got my apartment in the city and it was a cute ass apartment. And I set it up exactly how I wanted it, which that part was cool. Living alone for the first time is a very a special part mm -hmm. of your life. You know, it's very memorable. And, uh, but marketing was really, really fucking lame. And it was not what I thought, you know, because as an artist, I was like more of a creative marketer, you know, and that and corporate marketing and like creative marketing are could not be more different. They're <laughs> so far on the other side of each other. And so I realized really quickly that not only was that good for me, but neither was the city. Like, I mean, it was just I was a rat in a cage. I hated it so, so much. And I wasn't even like in the thick of it. Like I lived in a sprawling complex of older apartments that had like lawns and I just lived with old people, which was great. And even that was making me like claw at the walls, you know, uh, I just needed space. And so then we, I, I was able to land a position at an animal sanctuary for marketing. Yeah. Tell, explain that. <laughs> it, it was, so Hunter and me, he had graduated. He was a semester, uh, I graduated a semester early. So he came a semester later and we had lived together for, I think, about a year at this point. And we just both knew we were so burned out by what we were doing and by the city. And he grew up in the city, but living in a rural college town, he kind of fell in love with the country. 
And uh, so we were just like, we've got to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is just bad news. And it was, a. I, I was able to find, I was looking for jobs, you know, which is never a fun time ever. Mm-mm. And I was just looking for jobs and looking for jobs. And I found a marketing position for a, an animal sanctuary. And I was like, well, all right, like that I could get behind. Like, that would be pretty sweet. And uh, we knew that we were wanting to come out this way. And at that time we had been, it was made aware to us that we could buy the house that we now have, you know? And so we were like, all right, well, we get, let's do it. Let's make the move out there and let's, let's do this. And so I was able to land that first, you know, and I I went ahead and moved out this away and he stayed in the city until he, you know, so we kind of had to like do that whole shtick, but I started working there and it was still marketing. I still didn't love it. It was still, and it was social media marketing, which I don't That's kind like. of funny. <laughs> I, 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 I'm bad at it. Like, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know how it works. Like, I, I get it. But I hate, I'm, I, dude, I'm like a, you know, I'm a Luddite, man. Yeah, I just, that's why I left. <laughs> oh, dude. And so I, I was, I did pretty well, you know, and like I, in my job was like fundraising and whatnot and, and all of that. I'm a good writer. So I wrote, you know, kind of like what all was going on and fundraising and whatnot. But the animals were cool. That was cool. You know, I got to work around exotic animals very 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 closely Uh, and that was i'll never forget that like that was cool it was was, these animals are just absolutely unbelievable what was your favorite part what was your favorite experience there there's a few um there's one that's really gross but it's just so ridiculous and to, (laughs) to even say that this has happened to anyone um but there i know what you're gonna say well there was a hyena (laughs) Oh, that, that's that my lived. favorite. <laughs> yeah. It, she was so amazing. She was a spotted hyena and built like a Mack truck, man. She was so fascinating to look at. I thought she was cute. A lot of people thought she was hideous, but I thought she was incredible. And she was disgusting, though. Like, she was a nasty, nasty, nasty creature and loved all things disgusting. She wallowed in filth and it made her life pure. And so... Basically, what she would do every day, and this was in the hot summer, she had a ritual. She would, uh, because of what she was, like the cuts of meat that she could get had fucking bones and shit. You know, she could get like the femurs and, you know, because that's she's a hyena. It didn't make a, damn, yeah, a difference. You can't feed that strength. shit all to a tiger or very much of it. And, uh, or not too much of it. And so she would get all that. And so what she would do like every single day is that she would go and she would like grab some sort of big hunk of unmentionable, like a, like a whole leg of whatever. And she would put it, she had a little water pool, like a little water trough that she'd get. And you just like see her little head sticking out of it. And you'd walk by and there's just like a head sitting like a chin, like a dog on the edge, just like watch it. It was super cute. But she would like drag a hunk of meat and drop it in the water like every day in the morning time. And then she'd wait until it's the heat of the day when this disgusting meat hunk had been floating in the water all day and already had like maggots on it. And then she'd get in. Oh, and she'd get in that water and it would be, (laughs) she was so into it. It was disgusting. And so I was over there and I was, uh, one of my parts of my job was to take pictures of them, like take pictures of all the animals and whatnot. And so I made rounds several times a day, just talking to everybody and I knew all their names and, you know, and I was like kind of talking to her and she never did this, but in, in one such lightning fast motion, she stood up and just (gasps) shook all of her water off. 
And I got completely covered in it, like completely covered in nasty death hyena water. Uh, and I had no clothes. There was, there was just, it was, it was a moment of like, there was nothing to do about it. There was nothing to be done about it. And I knew it in that moment and I couldn't even be mad about it because it was just the most absurd moment in time. And I just remember looking at her and just being like, God damn it. And and that was all I could think, but I love it now. The memory (laughs) makes me happy. But it was cool. Like they, they, you know, they had different personalities and, you know, I, I had my favorites and, and whatnot. And I just learned a lot. Like lions are very different from tigers in their personality. And in my experience, they're way more chill. So much more chill it than seems tigers. Like it. Oh my God. I loved the lions. They were so great. Uh, the tigers were just kind of, they were shifty. Yeah. They like, seem pretty wound. They, they are, you know, and they're cool, Ready. you know, and like, they'll come up and they'll chuff at you and do, you know, like rub the, the little fence and look like a cat, you know, and I can see if you don't, if you've not been around one for, you know, you could want to pet one, but I don't like see the, the people who like work with tigers and aren't afraid of them blow my mind because having worked with tigers, I am terrified of tigers. Like. I've just, the, the day that you hear a tiger slap another tiger's face and it rattles your teeth, even though you're a hundred yards away, like, it's like, no, man, like we could not even begin to compete with them. Let's just leave them alone. Let's just leave them alone. It's and incredible. People to bring that into their house. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like it, it just is absolutely, and it is like it, that's where a lot of them come from is that they're ex house pets yeah. or like people get, and then they turn into a, only a three month old cat. That's like then already pretty much old enough to kill you if it wants to, you know, like it, it's just, it's, and you can get one for cheap. You can get a tiger cub for nothing. And so like people two are, grand. yeah. And so people get one and it's just like, y'all don't even understand. Like this thing is a killing a machine. That's yeah. what it, it does. And I just, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but they're cool animals, but they will beat you to death if they want to. <laughs> it's awesome so back to witchcraft that we're sort of winding back around what are some of the biggest challenges you've gotten from locals or family not counting charlie and hunter sure i (laughs) if you've had any well here's the thing i probably could have more i i purposely am a bit isolated i'm a bit of a natural hermit so I don't stray out into public more than I have to. I, you know, even like my previous job, I worked from home, like for most, a lot of that time. And so, I mean, it, it could be worse. Like the locals around here, it's a mixed bag. You have some that don't really care and you have some that will be scared, you know, uh, but I just don't <laughs> engage in many of them in interactions. So it's, it's tough to say, like, it is weird, you know, like there are people that I, you know, perhaps like, you know, like, you know, if I run into one that I went to high school with and tell them what I'm doing now, that most of them would be like, sweet dude, that sounds good. Because I was running with that crowd from an early <laughs> age, you know, but I don't know. It's, I just kind of stay out of their way and they stay out of my way. And just having grown up uh, in an environment that I did not prescribe to, I've just learned to do that for, for a very long time. 
And I'm just kind of maintaining doing that. (laughs) But family wise, uh, we're very fortunate. I mean, at least, you know, like my like mother's side, highly, highly fortunate. I mean, they're all super into it. They listen to the podcast. Like that's so cool. They are so into what we do. And uh, it, it's, it's, we're, we're beyond lucky and we've always, we're an artsy family, you know, they're very musical or creative in some way. And it, this kind of weird shit is not <laughs> too terribly strange, but it is nice to know that they're, they're out there and they're, they're supporting us. And we're many of our original, original listeners, just a hair before you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you gone out to like, I don't know, do you do social events where, I guess not because COVID hit. I just wanted to see like the side eye thing. Like when I go to PT and I talk about things and I'll mention it's a podcast and I get this sort of, oh, that's what, it's about that. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. Like that. that's, yeah, that's run of the mill. Or a polite, hmm. Yeah. You know, something like that, which whatever, you know, like, like that actually happened to me. That's a very, you know what? Yes, that's, that's exactly right. I went to get my haircut the other day and uh, it's the first haircut that I've ever gotten that my mom did not cut a uh, pretty much or like since <laughs> I was five. And so I like went and got a haircut from a stranger and uh, she was like, you know, doing like the, what do you do? And yeah. I do always have a moment of uh, and I start it with a, that exact laugh. Like when somebody asks me what I do, it's this moment of like, oh shit, this question. Okay. <laughs> um, because not only do I have, you know, not I have to say, I get to say, but the, you know, I'm, I'm a full-time podcaster and I'm sure they're already like, hey, yeah, right. Oh, okay, like this do? guy. <laughs> um, but then it's followed. Oh, what's it about? Witchcraft and spiritualism. And it's, it almost is always a, oh. <laughs> Unless, Especially but you, where you live. Exactly. You know, and that's like not like a, a wonderfully, like a lot of Hunter's family are like interesting, you know, like they, they might not believe in it and whatnot, but they find it interesting. You know, they're like, that's just, that makes, you know, they know me and they, they're very accepting. And so I don't think they're just surprised by it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, <laughs> yeah. So they're super cool about it, but we're just, we're just really, really lucky in that regard, especially. And it's, it's really it's a mixture of like saddening and just maddening, you know, reading some of the experiences that people like open up about in the coven of not being mm-hmm. accepted. And I just, that just is a, it's a shame. It's just a real shame. Does it ever give you imposter syndrome? Do you ever have that? I, I don't get it about my spiritual ability. Like, uh, that I get it among, about what, a lot of other things. Like I got big, t- I get imp- like imposter syndrome all the time regarding like just me being like worthy of having the podcast audience, you know, stuff like that. Like being like, uh, what it, like it, those kinds of just like intrusive thoughts of just being like, yeah, but like you're just you, you know, and like you're not like super, you know, it, it, you, I don't know. I just like, it's hard to explain, but, and like when I went full time, like the, the feelings of being like, should you be allowed to do this? Like, why do you get to do this? And why to like, you know, like, why do you get this opportunity? And it's like, we, I get it about that, you know, to I doubt, I'll like have moments of doubt of being like, 
are you just really flying by the seat of your pants here? Like, you know, like I'll have that. But when it comes to witchcraft, for some reason, well, I'll have moments to where I just don't practice it as much. When I am practicing, I just have this, I just know it's going to work, which is maybe a little weird, but I just, that I never, I never doubt. So you don't have that feeling of this isn't real? No. I, I I really don't like because of and and I think part of it is because I don't force it when I'm not feeling it. So when I usually do witchcraft, I am feeling it and I'm talking to things that I can't even put a name on. You know, like and I've just done it. I, I keep I pay close attention to what I do and follow what happens afterwards. And after doing that. And the just massive changes that I've wrought upon my life and the lives of others directly following work that I've done, I just, I don't doubt it. I really, really don't. That's baffling. (laughs) Well, and part of me wonders if it makes me delusional, but like I... Who cares if it works? Yeah, I I just, I don't know. I, I think it's because it's the first place that I truly felt at home at, like in my own skin, doing the work that I do here especially once I kind of like nestled in to this land and it took me in and I took it in and we kind of had this like soul merge I get a lot of power from this place and I think that's part of it is just the things that I've experienced here I do believe because they I mean they um, they're so intense you feel like your skin's gonna come off you know and it's just I don't believe my own brain has the ability to just conjure that up as a placebo I don't I finally started to get some of that good like when I came home from work the other day I opened the gate and stepped over the gate the threshold and I was like oh I'm home (laughs) yeah yeah Good. Um, I'm, I'm, I've wondered about that before because you are now in Arizona from Colorado. And I've, that's just such a different terrain and a and different... from Virginia. It, man, yeah. So you've, <laughs> you've had to get to know it, it, in a lot of different environments. And, and at least for me, different. They're different. You know, they're handled differently. And yeah, the, the spirits here and there are different. And so I just, you're having to kind of learn, get let them know you and you know them. And I just, I do feel like that's got to be an interesting progress or process that takes some time. It's, it's really weird because I always say that Virginia is older and has the older mountains. Cause I am a mountain person. I can't be without mountains. Uh, and yeah. then I went to Germany, which is even older, but I didn't really have a connection. Yeah. And then we came out to Colorado and I was like, Whoa, everything's way younger and wild here. Yeah. And now here in Arizona, this is the most wild of anywhere. Interesting. See, I guess I, I wouldn't think that just because of it not having like my, you know, like a, a bunch of forest, you know, in the sense of wild. Um, but it is a tough place to live. Uh, I feel like if you're a creature out there, which is going to put a very interesting energy around the place. It's like if you compare like let's say a beagle is virginia okay it'll go out and run around sure out here it's like a freaking i was gonna say wolf but that's too cliche it's like a hawk out here yeah it's very fierce yeah yeah i I believe that touch it yeah that's true careful yeah there's a lot of pokey things there's a lot of things there's a lot of poisonous things (laughs) 
Like, yeah. The air wants to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's a real, like, can't stand Actually, the, the dirt the wants to kill place. you. Valley fever, it'll kill you. Oh my god, what is that? I mean, it can kill you. It is a fungal infection that is in the ground. Wonderful. So if a big windstorm comes, you can pick up a bunch of crap. Whoa. Yeah, see, I know nothing about desert. I like it. I think it's cool. I've been to it a handful of times. Saw my first tarantula wild at at a desert, and I didn't just love it, but (laughs) I remember it. Um... But I don't have, I've never lived uh, in a, de- I've never lived anywhere that's not wooded other than like the city for one year of my life. Me neither until now. And I, I do really miss it. I miss trees like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it shade in general, I feel <laughs> like. But I mean, I would always go and touch them and talk to them. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, they're, they're a beacon of energy that I can understand. Like I, we have a wavelength that's similar enough to where trees I can just talk to like ghosts, not always. And very rarely, you know, and usually one just has to shove its way through my brain, (laughs) I guess. But like trees, I, and I've always been that way looking back as a kid, you know? So yeah, I, I I would miss them. I think if I had to, to leave them. Well, I did. Yeah. I miss them a bunch. So how long do you want to do the podcast? I think as long as we can, you know, I mean, there's a lot of really good podcasts out there that have been at it for a long time, uh, over a decade, you know, and I I like how, and I think we could, but, you know, with how we've just made Waba a continuously evolving, growing thing, it allows it to be open-ended and, you know, to our, you know, likely the format is going to remain the same, but Charlie and me are allowed to change and grow and learn along the way. And I like to think that that will keep it fresh and make it so that it can stay current. And as long as we're always trying to learn and be open, we should be able to, to keep at it, you know, and there's other things, you know, we're always spitballing different ideas to, to come off of Waba, you know, and Waba essentially is like kind of the source and it can lead to other things. And as to whether it's a forever thing, we just, I don't know, but I would, I, it's fun for us. And it's already does not feel like three years, you know, like it, I know it's crazy to me and I don't really understand it, but uh, it's so like, I, it feels like at most, two years. And I think part of that is at fault of 2020 because I don't remember that year yeah. at all. It's just like a blank <laughs> thing, Yeah, but it's crazy. And so we've been at it for three years and it barely feels like it. So it, it feels like there's a lot of life left. And now being full time, that's just opened up a whole new level of possibility that we can do and, and, and liven it up even more and start traveling and, and stuff like that. So it's, I, I don't know. I feel like it, it's really just at this point, even after three years, we're just hitting a new chapter. I do hope you guys get out here for the gem show one year. I want to. I like, I'm dead ass serious about it. And it, I mean, I was want, like considering it, you know, I mean, COVID fucked it up, you know, but like, you know, like 2020 or like this year, you know, but I knew it was still not going to happen in January. It's January, right? Usually when it happens. Yeah, at the very end of January into like Valentine's Day. Yeah. No, I I think it sounds really, really, really cool. Just to be a to be around all the rocks, you know. Yeah. And I feel like the energy there just has to be interesting. It's funny sometimes. Like I, 
how like how big are we talking here? Like how because it's city. multiple days, right? The whole city. Like there's the shows I go to normally are Kino, which is a big, huge, like couple acre outdoor one. Jogs, which is a big event building full and 22nd Street and Pueblo. And those are sort of near each other, but they're great big warehouses. And Pueblo is like a collection of hotels. And there are way more than that. Those are just the ones I usually go to. This year, we also went to the Miners show, which is out in like a sports park and they took over and it was really small this year, but it was still like in a giant parking lot. Mm -hmm. And that's where all the slab is and the rough and the actual people who go out there and get it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. More raw material. And that's just a little bit. I don't go to all the shows. I just go to a couple of them. That's cool. I, yeah, no, I would love to do that. And just to see what that's like, you know, and just out of my own curiosity too, because I know there's a lot of like careers uh, that are attending that, you know, and it's just, it's, I bet the mixing of people is interesting all around a whole bunch of just vibing ass crystals. And I just, I want to, I want to go <laughs> just take part in that and see it. And actually this, I don't even go to the raw crystal stuff. Most of the, what I go to is cut already. So that's a whole nother huge area that I haven't even been to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but the cut stuff is so pretty. There are some amazing gem cutter. Oh, I will have to link you because they are amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> that, like, when we, uh, <laughs> I, I'm so lowbrow when it comes to gemstones. Like, I, I could not know any less. And, like, so we, before her, uh, Hunter and me got engaged, we did go look. Like, I'm neurotic enough towards, like, look, I at least just want to look at some and give you an idea of what we're talking about here. Because <laughs> just cause. And so we went and looked at some rings and I actually found the one that I now have. I just liked that one. And I was like, look, that one, I like that one. That's the one. And, but there, I was looking at these, they were just like solitaire rings, like diamond solid. And they were so expensive. They were like $20,000. I was like, why, why are these rings $20,000? It's just a round diamond. I don't get it. And like, I was asking the woman and she was kind of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a solitaire, but it's, do, do you want to look at it? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm looking at it. She was like, no, let's like, let's like look at it. And so she took it out and she like put it in like a, you know, the thing with like the microscope, but not a yeah. microscope. And then I got it, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, this thing is covered in like 30 million cuts. That's crazy. You know, but at the same time I was like, it's still a boring diamond. It's a, di- it's a single <laughs> diamond. You know, that was my thing. I was like, what? It, like my, well, mine costs beyond a fraction of that, but at least it looks cool Visually you know interesting. yeah it looks like somebody <laughs> put a, some around diamond who cares Boring. yeah there's design it but i do get it you know like i guess if you're in it for the artistry of the gemstone that makes sense but i when, was m- more caring about almost the setting you know when i was saying gem cutters i mean they actually carve things into them oh. like picture that diamond but there's like visual interest <laughs> that's badass that's amazing it so is Oh, I feel like you just have to be so precise. Like, I can't imagine. I don't have that level of... Yeah, (laughs) no. I can't. I don't want another thing of stress in my life. Yeah, that's why Ken's the one cutting the runestones. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm tense enough. I don't need to clinch any harder all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What do you most desire for your practice? 
to keep, I mean, this is kind of like a answer, but to keep learning uh, is a big one. Uh, I've learned a lot since starting. I mean, because we really did, like, Charlie and me started at square one as base level as you can get. All we had was pretty much zero knowledge, but a feeling of connection. And we just went from there. So to keep growing it and learning um, is is a big part of it. And also keep finding my, uh, my specific breed of practice, which I've, I've really kind of been nestling into the past year. And it's not really anything in, you know, it, I would say it does kind of lean in like the, the Appalachia conjure style, uh, but kind of also just with what feels right and listening to the things here and working on the communication in with them and it just to keep growing is a big part of it. And to just keep focusing on connection because it does take, it takes work, you know, like I don't wake up every day, just like blowing magic out of my palms. Like it, it's like anything else. It takes maintenance and mindfulness and work and attention. Otherwise you lose it. So to just to maintain the discipline uh, is a big part of that too. And, and, and to, to, to be a bit more careful, like I do, I have only one instance and it's a far cry from, where I began to, where I, you know, I think in the, we talked about ethics, like an episode, I don't know, fucking four. Uh, <laughs> and I want to say that I was a bit more leaning towards not going gray ever. You know, I, I want to say, I don't remember for sure, but I want to say that I was like more, no, no, just purely defense magic, not going to go gray. Oh, huh. I, I don't know if I remember. I just feel like me at the beginning felt that way. I don't anymore. However, I do have one instance of going a little gray and I, I went a little too ham <laughs> and I, I want to make sure that it, it, that's one thing is like it, I learned that day. Like I do need to be conscious to not lose my temper in spell work. And I've, I've done that one time and the aftermath of it. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not like at least a little bit satisfied with because you know, <laughs> I'm petty. And I think it's a, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I don't need to lose my cool. So that's another thing. Just things like that, like always observing what I'm doing, maintaining discipline and trying to learn from my mistakes. Because while I'm not, again, totally sad about what happened, I do consider it a mistake <laughs> because I should not have, 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 have done that. It was a cool time. That was a good story. It was a good, it was a good, <laughs> I felt great <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I had some unconscious things that I've done, I think, like that. Back well, when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing, because as a kid, I feel like you just have wild, unbridled control over your energy anyway. Mm -hmm. And you can just slingshot things out if, if you don't mean it. Yeah. Some kid was... Not actively trying to drown me, but he didn't care if I died. Yeah. He's dead now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's serious, but, you know, like, that's a moment of, like, fight or flight, not only just in the moment, but also just in energy. You are not a fan of that person at that time. Remember how you were, you said that how you want 
why you don't want to use a wand. Yeah. You want the shower instead of the jet. Yeah. It was jet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I would believe that 100%. Yeah. No, I, I do think it's it's possible. You know, and again, I, I believe fully in this shit. You know, like I it's I live my life by it. I don't like to test things because to my core, I do believe it. Um, and, and that is, and it was me losing my cool and seeing the aftermath of what happened to this person. That is all honestly, one of the things that has solidified that belief for me. And you, a universal ope. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was in like, and it's still going on with this, but like, they're, they're, they're still, you know, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised, you know. Which I, I might go, I might tell, I'm going to save it because I know you have a question of like, what is one of my favorites? That is it. What is your most memorable spell well, experience? Because here's the thing. This day started differently. It did not start <clears throat> on a way that was to end the way that it did. <laughs> but I was full on a energy beacon of magic and I just went with it. But to, to start, so I, I'm very, very, I, I don't have many like friends and people that I'm, I'm a lizard. We've talked about it. I don't let people in very well, but the ones that I do, I'm deeply, fiercely, overly maternally protective of. And I don't like when people wrong them. I, I take it personally. Like it's a very, I, it, I get so motherly about it and I'm not like a motherly person with kids, but to my people, I am. Loyal AF. Yeah. And it, it's, it's the, it's, you know, if you want to say it, it's an Aquarius thing, are but. Are you just a Enneagram? Are you a six? I need to take that. I, I saw you post that and I've never heard of it before, but I, I want to take, I saw Lyra posted her numbers and shit. And I, I do want to, I want to take that and, and find out. And because I, I, I am, I'm like super loyal and protective. And so someone that I deeply, deeply cared about had been wronged by just a fucking schmuck man you know just a the just a fucking you know and i had i was already mad about that and i was already like oh just fucking over it but i woke up that day and i was like i need to cleanse this house that was really where it started you know but the problem was is that i started this with a chip on my shoulder okay <laughs> But I did, and it was it was honestly the most incredible cleansing I've ever experienced because it lasted for hours. And like, I got up, and it was just kind of like I one of sometimes I do wake up though with like this solemn call of, "Let's get to work," and we're doing magic this mm -hmm. morning. You know, it's usually I in the morning. Yeah, and it's like it's like a oh okay, and so I got up. And I just started readying everything and I didn't look anything up. I was just grabbing shit and I was like, I'm going to start doing a protection. I did earth. I did elemental offerings on North, like East Southwest, like all the corners of the whole property and like had offerings specific to each element in each one and like called elements, elementals in when I was like preparing them, I, it was serious fucking business and it was intense before it even started. Like even like, you know, I don't know if you do deity work, like I don't do deity work, but like elemental work, I guess kind of, you know, the same, the same big time, big, powerful energy, yeah. you know, when you feel it blanket a room and you're like, Oh, 
okay, you showed up. <laughs> like it was that, you know, and I set up the corners and like, as I set them up, I was walking and like smoking with like juniper and sprinkling cascaria. And I like walked it several times and then worked inward. And for the very first time though, I, not the very first time, but like intentionally called on a deity um, that I do connect with. It was, I, I had the candle and everything and I set it up and I was like, I, for the inside of the house, uh, I called and like sat and just kind of, if she wanted to come, I set out an offering for the Baba Yaga. Oh. And is she something I, I very much connect with her and, you know, being in my own kind of hermity swampy cottage in the woods. And I just, I, re- I relate to her sense of how she handles shit. You know, she's right down the middle and she'll help you if you want to help yourself. But if you don't, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, And I don't know, just in that time, I just knew like that was what needed to happen. And so I set her up a a space on, I do a lot of my work in the dining room table and she had offerings that she could come. And I pretty much just, you know, kind of said like, there's, there's a space for you here. You can come and sit and you don't have to do anything at all. You know, I'm just inviting you here to, you know, break bread with me essentially. And I'm going to be doing this. If you feel the need to yield any assistance, you may do so. It was kind of like that. You know, I'm not being like, hey, come here. I need you to help me, Bobby. You got, you know, I was like, I'm not even going to go help that way. Help me carry way. this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a real, like, you can come, you know, have a snack. And if that's all you want to do, that's fine. But she, that was not all that she wanted to do. Because she showed up. And it was like, I remember being like, <laughs> almost like you got to, like, grip a, a wall, you know? <laughs> And so I put the, the, I had, uh, honestly, it was uh, the Baba Yaga candle from Prairie Fire Herbal, which those candles are so fucking intense. Everything, every candle that, every spell, anything I've done, ritual that I've done using one of those candles is just to the, to, to 11. And I used the Baba Yaga and I put it in the very center, the heart of the house. And I started cleansing all the way out, like in an outward spiral, all the way out. And then this is when, and part of me wonders, and I, if like the Baba Yaga, her energy showed up and is what made me, she was like my hype man. Like she's what made things go this way because she (laughs) thinks that this is what needed to happen. Like she read my innermost desire and was like, you know what? This dude is an absolute just worm of a person. Let's do something about it. Like, I don't like to put the words in her mouth, but it felt like that. It was like the, I was cleansing the house, but at the same time, this just scrappy energy, like after she showed up was like, but you know, you want to teach that fucker a lesson. It was just so weird. <laughs> and I went with it. Oh, I went with it and I went with it hard. And I wound up like, you know what? Yes. And so while I'm essentially outwardly binding this person with words I don't remember, but I just remember speaking and not stopping in unbroken speech for like an hour of just, just a bind. And a lot of it was just repeating the same thing over and over again. And like, I I wound up getting like the piece of paper. I wrote the name. I wrapped it so tight a million times and twine and then sealed that in wax the whole time. Just being like, say it. And not like, I wish you'd, harm or nothing like that but like a well, that's not what binding is yeah it was just like a you i've had enough of you quit it, it was what it was <laughs> it was a big long thing of enough i am i've had enough 
And so then, and I was just going by pure instinct at this point. So I bound this thing up. And then I just, I grabbed, I grabbed the little bundled up wax name and I just set out of my house and I started walking. So the way that my house is laid out is that it's set down in a valley and there's a very steep upward driveway. And then, and so it's like, you're in a bowl and it sometimes feels like even at the top of the driveway, standing on the road, the sky curves over you like a, like a wave, you know, you're kind of down in a hole, but across the road is just this scorching pasture land with cows in it. And so I just calm, I get this name and the whole time I'm still saying my shit, you know, and every now and again, I feel like, like the Baba Yaga wanted to chime in because I wouldn't say things like through her, but I would just say things that I feel like her name would come up. It was weird, dude. It was so weird, but I was just channeling this bind and it was probably the most intense I've ever felt. And I just walked up the driveway barefooted, just doing my thing, get to the road. And I just flick that fucking thing into the pasture. (laughs) And I don't know where it went. I didn't even look. I I was like already turning around when I just flicked it, just like an absolute end of fuck off and just walked down the driveway, feeling great, feeling good. And, uh, got back in the house and I left the candle and her altar going all day long. And, I feel like she stayed around all, she stayed around a long time. Like, and I didn't ever really truly ask anything of her, but I do sometimes feel that the Baba Yaga showed up to my house and helped me fuck shit up one day and encouraged it. (laughs) And I cherish that memory. She's a rabble rouser. But like, dude, this dude's life has just blown up and not for, not without his own doing. And, you know, and he's a really, you know, she's a real help yourself if you want to help yourself, but if we're going to keep digging a hole, I'm going to let you keep digging that hole and might help you keep digging it. That's like what's happening, dude. And so it's like, I don't know. I, that's, that's, it's just an interesting thing that I, I don't want to say that I fully regret it. Cause I don't, but at the same time, again, I consider it an oversight. That's a good ass story. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was that was one of my most favorite days of witchcraft because even the cleansing part, the cleansing part was the most incredible cleansing I've ever had. It was just I, I think that was the day I've, I've felt the most powerful in my entire life, and I did shit with it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I was excited to tell that. That was like the, I read that question and I was like, all right, Yay. fine, I'll do it. I'll, I'll I'll share that one. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> Okay, that's as much as we have time for in this episode. Be sure to come back on the new moon in July on the 9th to hear about the effects of real life on witchcraft, knife emojis, and the infamous and ridiculous dog bite story. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Who Witch Wear podcast. You can find me all around the internet on Instagram at whowitchwearpod, Twitter at wearpod, Facebook at facebook.com slash whowitchwearpodcast, and at your favorite podcast service. Want to help the podcast grow? Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You just might hear your review read at the end of the next episode. If you'd like to recommend someone for the podcast, like to be on it yourself, or if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, send an email to whowitchwearpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the moon changes. (laughs) 